0: Welcome back to Paths That Cross. I am Marilyn Banks, holistic life coach and counselor for Body, Mind, and Spirit Unity. I do appreciate your listening in. And it has been said, I asked God to take my pain away. God said, No, it's not for me to take the pain away, but for you to give it up. I asked God, To make my handicapped child whole. And God said, No. Her spirit is whole. Her body is only temporary. I asked God to grant me patience. God said, No. Patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted. It is earned. I asked God to give me happiness. God said, No. I give you blessings. Happiness is up to you. I asked God to spare me pain. God said, no. Suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to make my spirit grow. And God said, no, you must grow on your own, but I'll prune you to make you fruitful I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. God said, No, I will give you life so that you may enjoy all things. I ask God to help me love others as much as He loves me. God says, Ah, finally you have the idea. Don't know who wrote that. It came across my desk as anonymous but it sure is good. Well, I'm sure you've heard me periodically speak of the courage and difficulty that it takes to walk the spiritual path, and I don't know that I've made it as clear as to just why. It seems like, once chosen, it should be the path of least resistance, doesn't it? Well, there comes a time when it is, but definitely not initially. Not until the principles involved are not only learned but integrated and are a part of us and we walk the talk. Think of our aura, the emotional energy field surrounding our body, as being a pipe open at both ends. And think of all the emotionally negative input and output in a lifetime as being a sticky black gunk that collects in the pipe and clogs it. So it's not until the emotional body gets a thorough cleansing that we are able to feel emotional harmony or ease. And even then, it's ever so easy to relapse into our old thinkings and our old ways of doing of things, of getting things, and of simply being. And just why is that? Well, it's because throughout the most part of our life, in one way or another, we've been reacting to life with excessive, emotionally unhealthy habits. We've become dependent on these compulsive methods to get our needs met. And it's not until we're forced to deal with them that we come to realize how much we operate off of pure habit and patterns over and over and over And from our beginning, we've been on a search for acceptance and approval and for love in the way that we think we need it, reaching outside of us to get that thumbs up that says we're okay, that says we're adequate, and that we're lovable, and to validate our existence and fills the empty inner void We gave up any healthy control of our lives, but, you know, we've never known any better. Nor did our parents, or their parents, or theirs well beyond them, depending on other ways and means to find happiness if there was such a thing, even down to having a big cop in the sky looking down at us, most certainly outside of ourselves. So it's definitely not uncommon to reach a critical point that shoves us into a corner that'll challenge everything we think we know as being a truth and finding our own truths and standing up for them, and we learn how to become true to the self. And so we begin to pull apart and analyze, painfully tearing down and rebuilding the new out of the old layer by layer, And that's the transformation. Oh yeah, we have lots to heal before we can feel the wholeness, can feel complete, which is the spiritual path, you know. Well, what can I say? We've been living with illusions, thinking they were a reality of truths. But as we reflect backwards on our life, they've certainly not proven themselves to be true for us how much of what and how we've lived actually fulfilled the hopes, the promise of the happy, contented, and joyful life we've sought. The truth behind the truths is they weren't our truths that we were trying to live up to. And finding what is right for us, that's the path. There are only two kinds of feelings, Those that feel right and those that don't? Well, it's with the law of cause and effect that we have made our own happiness or the lack of it. And such is the pattern of our lives, past, present. And we have to see, to recognize, and take complete responsibility for all and any of the dysfunction of our thoughts and our feelings our attitudes and doings before the rest of our life can be fixed. It is the process of self-surgery that makes for the long and winding path as we discover our patterns of unhealthy dependencies and addictions that have caused us this dis-ease, this unhappiness and discontent. As we take ownership of our state of being and rethink the importance of life ethics and integrity and rework a new value on what we stand for and live by, well, the path is packed with resistance, with fears. And there's plenty of fear behind giving up these illusions that we've provided for ourselves all these years and that have been provided for us. Don't want to see them. Don't want to acknowledge them. Don't want to acknowledge any weakness or dependency at all, do we? Don't want to take any ownership for the dis-ease. What if we did give them up? Maybe our life would fall apart, even worse. And so we stay in a self-imposed denial, fearing change, always trying to shut out those awful feelings that we really don't want to admit that we've got, feelings of hurt, feelings of sadness, feelings of inadequacy, feelings that we're a fraud, and fearing that others... We'll find out. But let me ask you something. When last did you feel joy? You know, the real thing? When were you able to let go and feel so alive that you didn't know what to do with all those wonderful feelings on the inside? They felt so good. When were you able to feel peace, serenity, and contentment? you know, the lasting kind, and not because you spent the night guzzling brew or downing the grape or just romping with or without the one you're supposed to be with or stayed a bit too long again at the poker table or brought home another sack of stuff we really couldn't resist at the sale or bought another hoity-toity new car we really couldn't afford or the fancy house we just had to have, but instead where you could bask in just plain old life and feeling good, at peace, with yourself. Well, if you have that, we don't have anything more to dialogue about. But, if it's been a long time, or worse yet, you never have, listen on. We can't speak of true happiness and contentment, when in reality we're caught in the very web that we've created for ourselves trying to make us feel happy, or good, or worthy, or lovable, or acceptable, or a success. No matter how blatant our denial, our life is mired in a mishmash of disharmony and discontent with physical, emotional, and psychological addictions and dependencies, because our state of being is irresponsibly out of control. It's not working. And at a complete loss as how to fix it. Oh yeah, we own that illusion of having it all together, don't we? Of being whole. We own it because we need it to be true. But we know, down deep inside, that we're fractured. And we run, we run, we run, we spend our time running from ourselves, caught in our own trap that keeps us compulsively out of control, out of touch with that wholeness we so crave. Ah, yeah, it's crisis, all right of a spiritual nature, to be sure. There's this old Chinese proverb that's worth repeating. Do not fear going forward slowly, fear only standing still. And so, we decide to meet the challenge of meeting and defeating our very needy, walking, talking, feeling, and dependent inner boogeyman. And the first one we meet head-on is, guess who? Oh, fear himself in a very, very big way. Believe me when I say it takes courage to meet this darker side of ourselves as we begin to take a thorough inventory, analyze and owning our weaknesses, our vulnerabilities and insecurities, But let me tell you what else we find when we get in there. We'll run into our strengths, too, and our needs. Physically, materially, emotionally, and spiritually, all four of them. They're all facets of us. And everything counts. Most especially when we're coming to terms with the very basic nitty-gritty of who it is that we are. So, we step outside of ourselves as observers, listening to what we have to say and how we say it, watch how we interact and how we are received, scrutinizing our attitudes and perceptions, negativity in our thoughts, actions, and oh yes, reactions. And as we face our own good, bad, ugly, and beautiful, we clean house. Literally. Culling out the rot and the toxic chaff, but holding on to the valuables. We know what they are, the stuff we like about ourselves, that we are comfortable with, the keepers. As soon as we're in a place where we are willing to get honest with ourselves and recognize the things that keep us unhappy and in discontent, that healing kicks in. And we begin to peel that onion one layer at a time. And as we begin to let go of our habitual fears, insecurities, and vulnerabilities, piece by piece, taking ourselves apart, analyzing, fixing, and healing... We're able to put ourselves back together again, only better this time, creating a much happier, healthier new me. As you change, your life around you automatically changes too. You are a mirror, and the thinking, feeling, attitude stuff going on inside is reflected and what you think of as being reality on the outside. And you manifest the conditions and the situations and the people to you. Showing you that relationship that you have with yourself. How you treat yourself. How you respect yourself. How you honor yourself. And how true you are to yourself. And now... Your life is full of change because you are in the process of changing, transforming, growing, evolving. And it was said by Carl Jung, we meet ourselves time and again in a thousand disguises on the path of life. And so it kind of goes like this. It begins with the people around you. You know, the ones that you're around all the time, you work with, or your family, or your friends, those you've known forever. Those who can't help but notice subtle changes in you, but changes they can't quite put their finger on. And they ask if you're okay, or they ask if you're wearing your hair different, or if you've lost some weight, but that you look good even younger. You're looking good because you are feeling good, and your life energies are in the process of this change. It doesn't really matter whether people think they're psychic or intuitive or sensitive or not, but they are much more than they realize. Usually completely unaware, that their little antennas are tuning into people and things and conditions all around them, and they're picking up change big time in you. And with that, new people come into your life, and some of the old will be exiting. Those you've been close to who won't like it a bit, who refuse to accept this change in you, who want you back the old way, the way you were, so you could all be the way that it was, even when it wasn't all that good. And most especially it happens with some of those long-term intimate relationships or best friends. We never lose anything that we need. And the rest is pure illusion. Still hurts, though, when what we thought was, wasn't. The old will be replaced by the new with like minds, those who are on their path, those who you can and will share openly and honestly. And that's a rarity, isn't it? Some come into your lives permanently, others merely in and are out but each of leaving something of self behind, learning and teaching one another from a positive vantage, or maybe taking the positive from a negative, but either way, we learn. I've not talked enough about self-honesty, and truth is reality, is it not? As a high priority on this path of self-awareness and transformation, I can't say enough about it because when you are walking this talk, whatever you put out there will come back quickly because your energies are accelerating and the boomerang response is as well and when you are not honest or true to yourself, it will be revealed to you, validated to you and others you'll find the old ways of dependencies and habits are being released. As you let them go, new ways, new life skills make way for a new life. And the old ways don't work for you any longer, because they can't. New and different rules, those that are acceptable versus those that aren't. What once was tolerated within yourself and with others is no longer acceptable or on your terms. Yep, it all begins with the self, all right. And not with self-absorbed narcissism or an egocentric egotist, but actually in a rather selfless way as we learn to take care of us by meeting the extreme challenges to find and hold on to our truth. What we do is consistent with how we feel, which is consistent with what we believe about ourselves and the world and life. It is so easy to sit back and say we want to grow, to evolve, and to transform to gobble up and absorb everything out there on the subject, to sit in on seminars and workshops, to talk the talk, yet not work the process? For this path of self-awareness, personal empowerment, and transformation, it is not enough to just think our way through it, or feel our way through it, or act our way through it. Some of us are great at reading and thinking about spirituality and about transformation and about self-evolution and ascension, and that's where they get stuck. And others are good at making changes to fit what they think is expected of them, know just what to say, how to say it, when to say it. But the problem is, we can't manipulate the universe. Nor, bottom line, we're not going to be able to manipulate the self any longer. It just doesn't buy it. So, we are here on this place to learn. Learn who we are. Learn how to live, learn how to love, learn how to be loved, learn how to meet our responsibilities and take care of business, both inner and outer, with us, with others. But on an unconscious level, we know what our business is. And if we're inclined to lean towards the direction of this path, it's a calling. And we'll have plenty of opportunities, whether it be now or later. We also are here to learn how to enjoy this place. Life truly is short, no matter how long of time we're here. But here we are, to learn to feel what we feel, to recognize that there are no bad feelings, but only those that are right for us and those that are not, those that feel good to us, and those that don't, and then abide by them, to remember that it takes positive anger to make positive change, that it takes positive fear to keep us safe, that it takes positive sadness as our grieving tears cleanse our heart. And when we try to repress these feelings that are attached to our emotions, shut them down, we are also shutting out the good stuff too. The joys, the loves, the laughter and the excitements and the curiosities. It's a process. Everything has purpose and so it is. Don't forget to check me out. You can read up on my workshops and my meditation class schedules. In the meantime, don't forget to slow down and take a deep breath and reflect on the good that's all around you. Peace be with thee, O beautiful ones. Life is good. All is well. So oh, it is.